All right, welcome to the I Can't Deal With This. How we doing, guys? We got the normal compadres. We got Adam. We got Buddy. How we doing, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, man? What's up? What do you Dude, 15 episodes. We are 15 episodes in. How does it feel? Dude, we came a long way. We've come a long way from singing Final Countdown <laughs> in the intro. <laughs> No, 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 no. But <laughs> so, Adam, the the moment that is pressing on every one of our listeners' minds, how does it feel being being a fan of the touchdown of the King? goat? So let me tell you something. The goat. Oh no! You call him Andrew if breathlessly. That's his name. Andrew if breathlessly. <laughs> He's just great, man. Andrew is the breezily. You know, you just gotta love his story because a guy that you know everyone told that was really too small and didn't get many offers out of high school and had a shoulder injury and he just he's just great, man. He's number he's number one all time in passing yards, number one all time in t- passing touchdowns. Tom Brady, Tom Brady is three touchdowns behind him, and um. So hopefully, you know, you know, hopefully before we'll see them two battle out and whoever retires first, the one that didn't retire probably is going to have it when they retire. But, I mean, this is, I mean, it's great, man. I think that Jabri's, I think people need to put him up there with the GOAT. So up there in the we, GOAT conversation. I would go with Tom Brady, still the GOAT. Six reigns, can't argue with that. But that's beside the point. But – um, I, I do have a question for you, though. Four of those six rings, he cheated some way, somehow? That's debatable. It's not. It, you're innocent until proven guilty. He has not been proven guilty. He but was that's, proven guilty, that's sir. Not, that's, not the, that's not the point of the story. I have a question for you, and we haven't actually talked about this yet. If you, What do you think would have happened if he would have stayed on the Chargers? Do you think he would have been as good as he is now? Well, that's not the what if. He wouldn't have been... He would never say the Chargers. The what if is if he even went to Miami instead of New Orleans? I think a lot of things would happen. One thing, Nick Saban, who who was the head coach then, he would have never would have left the NFL. And I don't think the dynasty Alabama is right now. I don't think that would have been the dynasty it is. So when he so what, explain because it's been a long time since that happened. So he got like after the shoulder injury, he was a free agent. And then he could have went to the Dolphins. Basically, I think the Chargers kind of released him because you know they had Philip Rivers they brought in, and then like, you know, we have a quarterback that we brought in, and he the two destinations were New Orleans and Miami. New Orleans was a mess of a front office at the time, and Miami had Nick Saban, which you know, great college coach. He didn't do too well, you know, NFL. And I think if Drew Brees would have went to Miami, I think a lot of what's going on in New Orleans would have happened in Miami. I think Nick Saban would have stayed, and he would have been a great defensive coach. And I think they would have got a couple rings, Nick Saban and Drew Brees together. Do you think that he would have been in the GOAT conversation in um, in uh, yeah, Miami? I think I think Drew Brees is destined for the GOAT conversation no matter where he went. Um, yeah. I think, I think it's the biggest thing. I just think, yeah. I think that, like, I think the same way in which Bill Belichick helped Tom Brady, I think that's one thing that uh, Sean Payton, like, has helped Drew Brees a lot. Um, And you could disagree with me on that, but I think that Nick Saban, to me, 
Like, as great as he is, he is not offensive-minded, and I don't think that he would have lived up. I still don't think he would have lived up to the expectation that everybody set for him. How did – like, that one year Sean Payton was gone. Mm-hmm. How did how did Drew Brees play that That's a good question. Play that uh, 5,077 5, yards. Uh, oh. He did have, I believe, 21 touchdowns, but I think he had – 21 touchdowns, 21 interceptions, but I believe he had like 40 touchdowns, I think. So, they went 7-9, to nine and I think that season, three receivers had 1,000 yards. I think Marcus Colston, Jimmy Graham, and Lance Moore all had over 1,000 receiving yards. We were number 32 in the defense. We were number 32 in rushing, but, you know, Drew Brees. Drew Brees was still balling. Yeah, yeah. He, was still, he was still balling. He was still balling. Dude, I tell you what, man, I I gotta give it to you. Louisiana's been it's it's been a hot commodity. <laughs> it's been a this nice little week. month for the, the. It's been a good little month for man for them, man. I mean, they got the chicken sandwich, Joe Burrow, Drew Brees, like man, we, dude. Ooh. I I gotta admit, Joe Burrow, which was my favorite last week. He got he got his he the Heisman winner. How does it feel to have a Heisman winner as well as the touchdown king now? I mean, I'm not from Louisiana. I'm uh, I'm originally here from Charlotte. But you're you're a, you're a Texas. fan. You're a fan. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great. I think it's I think it's, I think it's awesome. And dude, like his um, his um speech to his coach, Coach O, right? Coach O, yeah. Yeah, that was like, that was great, man. Well, dude, crying. him crying though was geeking me out. <laughs> yeah, was, I, was, me, I was talking with Jacob. I was hanging with Jacob. I'm like, Joe, you had to hide him locked up for like a month. Why are you crying like you surprised? Like, I'm so confused. Yeah, dude, it's it's one thing to like come out of nowhere and win the Heisman. Like, dude, you've literally been the Heisman favorite since like week two. Yeah, like back in the day, they kind of kept it quiet until the absolutely last minute, and so you so you can be surprised. But like, bro, you've been the Heisman for a minute. Like, what are you? Go tell you just you, if it would it just wouldn't happen if it wasn't for you believing it, <laughs> bro. Coach o, Coach O has the biggest head, dude. I have ever <laughs> yeah, seen. Bro, bro. <laughs> he does have a huge head, dude. Bro, like, and it's like and it's it's huge in girth, but it's small in height. And so what it ends up being is more like a. Like an upside down or a sideways rectangle it looks than like a, anything. It looks like a red meatball. That's a little it does look like a meatball. <laughs> oh, dude. A hey, Coach O is a Coach O is a good coach. Where did Coach O come from? Do you know? Brother, I don't know. I don't know anything about Coach O. I don't. I don't either. I just know. <laughs> Do you know that Joe sounds Burrow, like Boom Boomhauer off of King of the Hill? Yeah. Do you Joe Burrow? Um, apparently. Some people got upset this year because he got every single vote except one person. And there's hundreds of Heisman voters. So everyone voted almost unanimously except the one person voted. I don't know who they voted for. I mean. You know who I think they voted for? Chase Young, who's staying at Ohio, the Ohio State University. Adam and Buddy, what do you feel about that? It's the – like, it – Chase Young is such like a generational talent and like he's like he's gonna he probably would have been the number one pick. I think like in any mock draft he's at the top of the draft. So I just don't understand why you would like risk taking another year like Adam was saying earlier, you might get hurt. 
So like it, he's throwing not throwing. I wouldn't say he's throwing away money, but he's losing out on a lot of money. He's losing out on possibly being the first pick for Next a senior year, bowl. Like tw- I don't 20, know twenty twenty one. I mean I don't know. It hasn't been official. He hasn't gave a declare declare or uh, I'm staying or not. But I mean I don't know, man. I mean maybe he wants some national championship rings. Um, they, I mean, he, I don't remember the last time they've had a defensive player on the Heisman list. So, you know, he might feel like, you know, I can get the Heisman next year. I don't know. He is, I think he is crazy with the money thing, but I do, I do like people that, you know, money's not a motivator, you know what I mean? For sure. Because I just think money's evil, bro. Like, it never brings the best out of people. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. always brings the worst. And, like, maybe he wants to stay against his college degree. If he if he's doing that, if, he's doing, if that's the reason he's staying, then I applaud him because a lot of these athletes don't get college degrees. They get them later. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Chase I, Young. Yeah, I think that it's a good – it's a good, like, point that we got to draw. Um, to me, it's a big thing as an educator of, like, somebody who is – who values an education and values like football. Yes. Is and especially for chase young. He, as you said, Gabe is the number one person on any draft board, but he's still like valuing the education. Now that could be completely false and he has other motives, but you're the, the idea that he's giving up and could possibly hurt himself to stay a senior season. I think that just speaks volumes to kind of, yeah, the yeah. what's going on in his upbringing definitely definitely i think um i don't know we'll see we'll see we'll see um so week 16 coming up yeah we have a lot of teams that have 11 games one and not so we're just wondering what's your most complete team this season who you got them as your most the team that's well-rounded who Gabe, we're gonna start with you because we, us two, might be biased. Yours is completely out of the conversation. Yeah, so we all know about my team, but we're not talking about that. Real quick, I, I just want to say something. <laughs> we were talking about what the GM probably would have said to Kyle Allen after throwing three interceptions, <laughs> and Jacob does the best impersonation. I think <laughs> he's like, Kyle, you're a college graduate, right? So don't you think three is a little bit more than zero. You have three <laughs> interceptions and zero touchdowns. But he's, he's going to touchdown. So, but back to you, sir. Most completed team. So I'm a I'm gonna go with the the hottest team in the NFL right now. I'm gonna go with the Ravens, and I think most people probably would say the Ravens. Right now, they have the first ranked offense, fourth ranked defense, uh, first ranked in uh, rushing as well. They're one weakness they're 26th in passing but I think Lamar makes up for it with his dual threat capability so that helps out a lot I mean they have Marcus they have a great secondary they have a good D-line they got they're just overall a good team I think they're pretty well coached as well and uh not to mention Lamar also just passed Mike Vick for most rushing yards by QB in a season yes, Dude, that's so. wild that's wild dude Lamar I've never played against or with Lamar on Madden, but this man has got to be the most OP overpowered person on Madden I've ever seen. 
of like this man literally you can't you can't stop him because you can't outrun him at all. And dude, it's just wild to me. But I think that the Ravens are a good pick and like they do have a great quarterback, they do have a great running back and they do have a great defense. Adam, who's yours? Oh man, I was still looking something up, but okay. Um, well you guys know who my team is, man. I'm a like I think the Saints, I think they've been the most complete team for three years now. Um longevity, like um, you know, a lot of these teams that are coming up, they've been good, but they haven't been good as long as the Saints have been, except the Patriots. And I don't think the Patriots are better than the Saints this year. At you know, um Drew Brees has not passed as much as he needs to well as he has in previous years because of like he got injured, but they're still number seventh in points. Um, we're number sixteen in rushing, which I think we need to get that up, especially if we're going to make a deep run in the playoffs. Because, you know, I think Drew Brees can lead us to the playoffs with his arm, but I really, really want to get Alvin Kamara back and getting his one hundred yards rushing and Latavius getting maybe seventy five yards rushing, because it just makes everything like when you run the ball, it makes everything flow. You know what I mean? Like, 49ers, Ravens, top two teams in the NFL, what are they known for right now? Running the ball, and everything's running so crisply, so so well. Um, our defense, very, very overrated. We're top ten defense. Whoop, whoop. Big trust. My bad. You should have said that after your team. Whoop, whoop. Big trust. Big trust. Dude, I would be the Justin Tucker. <laughs> I would go to the stadium. It'd be like, I hear that there are people in which are saying – Big trust, whoop whoop. And back, back. Just one more thing about the Ravens. You, you just helped me out or with this complete team thing. In a year where a lot of kickers are missing their kicks, Ravens good also point. have That's one of the point. best kick, one of the best kickers of all time, yeah. really. Yeah, I don't know, but Will Lutz is one of the best yeah, kickers dude, too. Will yeah, Lutz that, has that is been true. playing great football. I think we Robbie have Gold. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie Gold's a really good kicker too. He, actually, he is a good kicker, but he's <laughs> like he's consistent. But he doesn't have nearly the leg that the, Justin, hey, Justin Tucker, Tucker or, or Will Lutz have. Um, I think, I think in the NFC, I think we have the best quarterback. I mean, number one in touchdowns and passing yards in NFL history. Uh, go bad. Um, <laughs> bad. I think we have the best receiver in the game, guys. He has 133 receptions. He has 1,552 yards. Like. That's ridiculous, guys. Like, like, and like our leading, our second leading receiver, Alvin Kamara, with four hundred and eighty-five yards. That's crazy. It's just been straight Drew Brees and Michael Thomas, Teddy Bridgewater and Michael Thomas. I think our defense, we stopped the run. I, our, I know I shouldn't be saying this because I'm trying to make an argument how they're a complete team. Our secondary, um, they're good at stopping the run. We've let some big plays happen, but you know. We get some, we get interceptions, we get turnovers, and they're a young team. And Marshall Lattimore, Marcus Williams, Swan Bell, we're a really good team. And I think this is our year. You know what I mean? I thought last year was our year, but you know, refs and stuff. But Jacob, what about you, sir? Man, I gotta go with my 49ers just because we have so much. Like we have so many, like solid weapons that mm. we epitomize the word team. That like we're not. 
I wouldn't. We don't have the best running back. We don't have the best quarterback. We don't have the best wide receiver. We don't have the best offensive line. But when all the pieces come together, I feel like we have the best kind of team mentality. A bunch of averages to become something. Yes, great. yes. Like, that. like remember the Titans. Whoop whoop. Big whoop, trust. Whoop. My man said, "No one in here perfect, but together we're perfect." All right, my part. I like that. I've never heard that before. It's in Remember the Titans. Is it really? Yes. I I haven't seen Remember the Titans in like eight years. Good movie, by the way. It's on Disney Plus. Oh, dang, I I have Disney Plus. I just never watched it. Um, so we still have an eleven and three record, even though we had a pretty embarrassing loss to the Falcons, which is by far like that was I crazy. didn't. That was dude, that was ending. a crazy game. The way it looked, Antonio Brown though, Julio Jones. Antonio Brown is not <laughs> in the league. I'm sorry, man. I follow Antonio Brown on Twitter, like, and all I see every single day, Antonio Brown puts on Twitter, Antonio Brown. I'm like, Antonio Brown, you have too much time on your hands. Julio Jones, though, like, the way that the way he got hit and like the way the ball, like, that was just crazy, dude. If there was like, if the white line wasn't a part of the end zone yeah. and the actual end zone he was yeah. part of it, he wouldn't have got it. Mm-hmm. But because he hit the white line, I mean, more power to him. That was a great play, but it, it's wild. Um, but for why I think the 49ers are the most complete team, it's just because we have good offense and good defense. We're second in the league for points four, uh, points per game four. And so we have 29.9 points per game, and we allow um, 18.4 points per game, which is fifth in the league. Um, we have, and we have what y'all don't. Of we have so many people in which are go like this running back by committee is working. We have three people with over 500 yards. Two out of those three have over 650 yards. Like, dude, it's just wild the kind of completeness that we have on the offense, and let alone our defense is still and, one of the best. And in the not league. only that, you guys are good everywhere. Something that teams like don't have, and that's what that. And this is really. Really, really, really like important in the postseason is depth. Yeah. Like these starters are getting tired, man. Like, but even like, dude, like we, the one thing that we do have is depth. Like, if you look at the defensive input position, we have like D Ford and Nick Bosa, but like we also still have Solomon Thomas, which was a number four pick, yeah, number three pick. Forrest Buckner's down there. Um, they have one other guy. Um. Uh, I th- what is his name? Uh, Armstead. Oh, yeah. Arms- well, both DeForest Buckner and Armstead are defensive tackles. Okay, but still, I mean, like, like you can rotate them in and ro- out, and they're the versatile. Everybody can rotate in and yeah. out. And, and I saw, crazy. and I saw an interview, like with the 49ers defensive line, and uh, I don't know what the woman's name was, but she was like, "How many of you have been first rounders?" and Literally every single one of them <laughs> like, raised like, their hand. Like they have six first round defensive linemen, dog, and that's that's crazy. I think we, the Saints we have three, and our two of our three just went down. It's on our they're done for the rest of the season. But like the fact that you have six, yeah, I mean that just goes to show like how valuable picks are. But also like knock on wood, you brought up another thing. Like also. We're lucky we haven't had many injuries. Significant injury, yeah, yeah, and that's 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 coaching and training because, bro, like, but it's also a testament to depth. 
as yeah. well. Yeah. But go ahead. Keep. Because Sheldon Rankins, big man. I think he's like 313. Like, uh, he's having a bunch of knee issues. But, like, trainers, why are we not doing have him on some kind of program where he's not all in so much and this and that? Like, I'm tired of him getting injured because I really love him. He's a great player, but. I'm sorry, Jacob. Continue. No, you're no, you're good. Now I have to ask you, Gabe, because you're you're not your team is not in the most complete conversation. We have breaking news. Well, it's actually not breaking it's news. Not breaking news. Yeah. It's been out for a while. But Will Greer is starting for the Carolina Panthers. How do you feel about that? Are we coming up on a Week 16 dub, or is he gonna is he gonna choke? Um, well, I, I really like this move because I, I don't think we drafted Will Greer for no reason. And I think it would just be a waste for him to just collect dust on the bench. And like Adam said a few weeks ago, Kyle Allen is a backup quarterback. I think he's always like, I I hate to say it. I think he's always going to be a backup quarterback. And I think Will, Will Greer is going to come in. I mean, he's, I'm not going to I'm not saying he's going to come in like just boom, but I think he like it's going to be promising. It's going to be a promising first game for him. His DJ Moore has been putting up numbers. He has good receivers in DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. He's got Christian McCaffrey in the backfield as well. Um I think the future's bright, you know. Now, I have a question for you. If Will Greer plays out of his mind for the next two games, can he win the starting job, or has Kyle Allen shown the Panthers that, like, there is no – you could play good, but you're not going to be a starter. Like, if he comes out for the next two games and puts up 450 yards and four touchdowns, can he secure the starting job for next season, or do you think that it's cans? Uh, if I mean, if he does put up numbers for the rest of this year, I don't think that means he secured the job. Just because this season is pretty much, I, this season is pretty much already lost. Yeah, so like, true. we really don't have anything else to lose. So I think that battle is going to be won in the off season. And whoever the co- the new coach that comes in, you know, I think it's good that a new coach is coming in. So he's done. He's not like biased or anything. He gets to see both from like a different perspective or like a different perspective that Ron Rivera would have. So I think it's going to be one in the off season. Yeah, and I th- um like like I think people many people forget like week 17 Kyle Allen played my Saints and we didn't play a lot of our offensive starters, but we played all of our, all of our defensive starters. Kyle Allen four touchdowns, like 300 yards and that's what made him look, you know, how he was looking and that and so I don't know. I think Will Greer, he could have one of those couple games. He plays the Colts this week, which they looking Dude, that <laughs> Yeah, the Colts have been like the biggest – that has been the biggest mid-season disappointment yeah. team that I've had. Dude, they started like – I think like – I think it was like 5-2 five and two. Two Yeah, they were 5-2. Like Jacoby Brissett was like 14-3, and three, yeah. touchdown, touchdown interception ratio, and everything just went down after that. But I think they play the Colts – then they played the Saints, and I don't think we'll – I think we probably won't have – Yeah, because you're still fighting yeah. for number one seed, and yeah. you don't have it right yet. We don't have it right yet, but I think – Also, I don't think you need – well, I, I think you can still beat the Panthers without, without yeah. a couple uh, – I think Teddy Bridge, you know. 
Teddy Bridge. <laughs> Actually, no, nah, yeah. we put Teddy Bridge in a bit. We put Taysom Hill in there. He'll put a quarterback. <laughs> um, Shut up. But I definitely, I definitely can't wait to see. This is I, I really like quarterback battles, position battles. That's I do some, too. That's one of my favorite things to like, you know, see. And we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see if can We're gonna see what happens with Cam. We're gonna see what happens with Will Greer. We're gonna see what happens with Kyle Allen. You know what I mean? Or are you guys gonna are you guys gonna just wipe clean with Kyle Allen and uh, Cam and have Will Greer go against some rookie quarterback from the draft? There's so many possible things that could happen. Yeah. And that's why I just love. Um, I, I I like what David Tepper's doing with the Panthers. You know, I think he's kind of cleaning up the house. I think he's trying to bring his own stuff in, his own coach, yeah, his own quarterback, his own his team, yeah. Dude, speaking of David Tepper, have y'all have y'all seen the the Charlotte the Charlotte like MLS team that's coming? Charlotte is the the latest team to get an MLS uh, major league soccer team, dude. And literally like number thirty out of thirty. Like there were a couple teams that were like locked in, and we were the dead last one. But I think that's going to be huge for the Charlotte economy, but also for like just. It knocks another notch in our belt of like major league clubs. I mean, you have the Hornets, you have the uh, you have the Hornets, you have the Panthers. Now you got MLS soccer. You also have uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, which are up in Raleigh. So it's not quite Charlotte, but next in line, Major League Baseball. Hopefully, maybe. No, no, I don't think it's going to happen either. What do, you th- what do you think about the Major League Soccer game? I mean, dude, soccer. I'm all for it, man. I think it's gonna. It's a good thing for soccer as well. It's going to bring in so many more, like, curious people that don't know about soccer. Definitely. That are going to become soccer fans. Like, I've always been curious about soccer. Definitely. I have been too. And, you know, it'll be cool to catch some soccer games too. I want to run some of – so, there was about nine or ten um, trademarks in which the Charlotte football club – Put pass. So I want to run by some of these names for you, and I want you to pick out your best: Charlotte FC, Charlotte Crown FC, Charlotte Fortune FC, Charlotte Monarchs FC, Charlotte Athletic FC, Charlotte Town FC, Carolina Gliders FC, or Carolina All Carolina FC. What's your favorite game? I don't like no. I, I got a perfect one though. I don't know. I kind of like the I like the Charlotte Crown FC. Okay. So, you know we're we're known as Queen City. You know Queens wear crowns. Okay. So what you earlier got I said the the Charlotte Royals. I like that one. Yeah, I don't know why. Too. I feel like that has to like have been taken because that yeah. has to be one of your yeah. like top motives. Or I think we should be called the Queen Queen City something. Just like, why do we have to have our city name? City name. We can have our nickname in it. I think that'd be so cool. Um, Queen City, like, you know, Queen City FC or Queen Town something or, you know, something like that. I think that'd be awesome. So have a kind of jazz nickname up. Dude, I, so many people are really excited for it. I'm kind of, I'm really excited for yeah. it. Um, like when I'm super excited. Is it supposed to be getting started like 2021? 2020, oh, 2021. Yeah. Right. But I think that it's I mean, it's going to be a good like good time and it's one of those things where like I'm just excited for like 
I've never seen um, any type of major league soccer game yeah, like either. at all. So it's definitely going to be one of those things that you definitely got to do. Definitely. Yeah. But I have another question, and it, this is kind of on – I was thinking back to Drew Brees and the kind of GOAT conversation. Bah. Yep, yep. But one of the older quarterbacks, he had – My name is Drew Brees. <laughs> <laughs> he had three interceptions and got the game ball. Do you guys think standing that – Standing ovation. He, a standing ovation <laughs> everything. Do you think that Eli Manning is a Hall of Fame quarterback? I think he is because Eli Manning's done what a lot of other quarterbacks can't say they've gotten to do, and that's beat Tom Brady. And he did it. Twice, yeah, twice. So I think that's enough for his legacy to push him in the Hall of Fame for me. What do you think, Adam? Um, I definitely think that um, – I definitely think he's a, MV, he's a two-time MVP, uh, Super Bowl MVP, which is amazing. Yes, he throws a lot of interceptions. Yes, he is ugly. Yes. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yes, he's the worst athlete out of his family. But he also Yikes. has two he has two Super Bowl MVPs, man. And that's something you gotta love. Um, you know, he's in one of the he's in one of the NFL families, the Mannings. And I don't know, I just think I'm gonna have a call I'm you gotta call him, bro. There's not a lot of quarterbacks. You know, I'm calling Drew Brees to go. He has one Super Bowl MVP. He's 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 going to get another one at the, at the end of this year though. Okay. But Oh, <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, but you know, you know, I think Eli does. I think Tom has two Super Bowl MVPs. I don't think he has a lot. I think he yeah, I think he won one earlier and I think he won one later, but yeah. So I would go personally with I'm not going with uh, Eli Manning as a like Hall of Famer just because as we've said on this podcast before, like to me the NFL Hall of Fame is one of those in which like it's very selective. And if you look at it, Eli Manning, yes, he has two Super Bowls, and yes, two Super Bowls MVPs. I think. Yes, I believe he has two Super Bowl MVPs. Yes, but. I don't think, like, regular season, he doesn't have any MVPs. He's never really been, like, top five Elite. quarterbacks of his time. So, like, I personally don't think that he should be. Um, I think that his legacy kind of, like, supersedes him of, like, he was a great leader for the Super Bowl, but I don't think that's enough. But he's uh, – one more, one more quick okay. thing. A lot of great quarterbacks – that are on Hall of Fame did not end with 500 either. So, I mean, I don't know. I think he will just because, man, not a lot of quarterbacks went to Super Bowl rings. True. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good point. Now, I was I was circling my mind this week, and I felt like y'all really enjoyed it last week of guess the stat line. So, what you thought? Yeah, I thought. You assume. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know what I, you know what they say about assuming, but that's yep. out of you and me. We're doing, we're <laughs> gonna do a running back. Guess the stat line. So I have two, two to three great running backs, and then I have two I would say mediocre running backs. Give it to us. Okay. All right, this is gonna be also rushing yards and receiving yards because that's gonna be important. 
Okay. This is number one. This person has 1,408 rushing yards, eight rushing touchdowns, 277 receiving yards, and a total yards per game of 120.36. Who do you think this person is? I'm I'm gonna go with Dalvin Dalvin Cook. I'm gonna go with uh, Nick Chubb. It is indeed Nick Chubb. Woo! So Adam is is one and zero. Gabe is zero and one. This is number two. That was a good one, Adam. This I is like that, person. Adam. This is person number two. This person has one thousand and thirty rushing yards. Five touchdowns and 32 receiving yards. Who do you think this is? 1,030 rushing yards? 1,030 rushing yards, five touchdowns, but 32 receiving yards. Judge, can I have a uh, hint here? A hint? He is in the AFC South. Okay. I I think I'm... I know who it is. Who do you think it is? Uh, is it the AFC South? Yep. I know exactly who it is when you said that. I'm going to put my ring in and say Carlos Hyde. <sighs> I mean, there's nobody else that it could. All right, Carlos Hyde, I guess. Carlos Hyde is correct. Only reason I said that because I saw he just got a thousand yards like just this past week. So that's I mean, why it can't be like anybody else in that. <laughs> Actually, surprisingly, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, uh, Marlon Mack, Mack, is actually up there a yeah. good bit. Oh. I was I was debating whether to put that on here. He's missed a lot of games though. Yeah, yes, that, that was that's, that's the main reason. That's why. All right, this is person number three. This person has one thousand three hundred and seven rushing yards, fourteen touchdowns, but eight hundred and fourteen receiving yards and four touchdowns. C Mac. Yeah, C Mac. Christian McCaffrey is correct. <laughs> so Adam is three and zero right now, buddy. You are two and one. All right, person number four. Pause. He only got the last one because I said it. Yeah, that Carlos is, Hyde, is, I do that is, think that, that is true. Gabe wouldn't have got Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. So, one and two <laughs> and three and oh. Take my, uh, All right, so this person has 925 rushing yards, five touchdowns, two – no, did I say five? I meant three touchdowns, 250 receiving yards, and three touchdowns for receiving. So, 925 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns, 250 receiving touchdowns, or 250 receiving yards, and three touchdowns, receiving touchdowns. Who do you think this person is? Aaron Jones. I'm going to go who the person that you said was up there the last time. I'm going to go Marlon Mack. That is incorrect. Would you like a second try for both of you? No, one second try. Just give us the answer. It is Joe Mixon. Okay, okay, Joe. Okay, Okay, Joe. All right, this is the last contestant. This person has 500 rushing yards and three touchdowns, but has 892 receiving yards, leading the league for a running back, and leading the league for a running back and receiving touchdowns, 
with six touchdowns. So, mm-hmm. 500 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns, leading the league in ru- for running back in receiving it. yards, 892, as well as six receiving touchdowns. So, who is your guesses? Phil Lindsay. I don't know. <laughs> Saquon. <laughs> Saquon. No, that is neither one of those is correct. Who is it? It is Austin Eckler. Mm. I thought we were going to do starting, starting running backs here. I just said running backs. All right. Phil All right. Lindsay also up there in rushing yards does not have the receiving yards that you think. Last year would have. But <clears throat> now we got to talk about – that was actually fun. I enjoyed it. Ooh. So, Adam, you ended up with three and two. Gabe, I think you ended up with two and three, I think. I think I was one and five. You're not one in five. Okay, there was only five people. So uh one in five. Oh, one in four. <laughs> I thought you got the No, you didn't get Joe Mixon. Yeah. Joe Mixon was kinda hard. Yeah, no money's gonna get Joe Mixon. True. So you Gabe, you lost. But <laughs> you know of, what you also lose in? What? Lock of the week. Ah, uh, yes. So Gabe, what are you at? Five and nine? No, I'm at four and um, this is episode, this is 15. episode 15. I'm four so. and 11, dude. No, no four, four and 10. I would be four No, and I 10, think right? you're five and nine. Five and nine? Because I remember last week you came on and said five and eight. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you're okay. five and nine. Adam, you lost last week. So you're eight and, eight and six. That doesn't seem right. You're either eight and six or. Or nine and five. We've only hey. time out, time out. Hold on, this it was a second. We were, it's episode fifteen. Yeah, so we've only done not four. not exactly. Okay, 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 okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, so I believe I am. I believe I'm an eight and six. Yeah. So I right now am eight five and one. I pretty much already lost, dude. No, you. You pretty much did, but we're going to keep keep it going. So, my lock of the week this week is I got to go with the Dolphins beating the Bengals. <laughs> the Dolphins are one-point favorites. That game, I heard that game's going to be on Cartoon Network. <laughs> <laughs> Nickelodeon. <laughs> Disney Channel. <laughs> All right, so. Adam, who do you think is your lock of the week? Mm. This is what I'm hoping. This is what my heart is. Nah, I'm not going to do that. Nah, that. Saints again? No. For the eighth time? <laughs> I'm sorry that I believe in my team. You don't believe in yours. <laughs> we don't pick the same team twice. I don't know how you didn't get the memo, but <laughs> me and Gabe have always abided by that. This is actually where I want my heart to be, actually. I have Minnesota four and a half over the Green Bay Packers. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Minnesota over the Packers. All right, Gabe, who do you have as your lock of the week? I'm going Chiefs over Bears five and a half. Ooh. Chiefs are favored? Yep. All right. Yerp, yerp. I got All right. the Bears winning that, brother. I think Mitchell Bits can go full 50. No, uh, no. I, do think. I thought Bear, the Bears were good until, like, last week. Because well, the Packers I, stomped them. Well, when I saw that, but the beginning of the year when I saw that, 
I saw that game, I was like, man, that might be an early Super Bowl matchup, but not anymore. True. The Bears True. are. Now, legit question. When is the trade? I know we've already done the trade deadline and all that kind of stuff, but when is the trade deadline for NBA? Is it the like the beginning of the year or is it a little after that? It's, it's like two. It's like I know it's like two weeks, maybe like a week and a half before, before All Star game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we still got a little bit of time. So what I want to ask you we for got a lot of bit of time. Yeah, there's still like a good month. A lot of but I want you to go over some of your kind of trade machines. So something that you would feel like would benefit both teams. Okay, so let's start with trade rumors. Yeah, lots of trade rumors. I want to start out with the hometown team. There's talks that Andre Drummond might come to the Hornets. If he, if that actually happened, Gabe, you're our basket, or you're our local basketball expert. Who do you think the Hornets should give up to get Andre Drummond that will help both teams? I mean, let's see. So, I think the Pistons should do a package deal with um, Andre Drummond and Reggie Jackson. Mm. And I think they should – man, that's hard because I would say throw Nick Batum in there, but nobody wants that contract for Nick Batum. I I don't know. What do do you think? I I say say Andre Drummond straight up. For Malik Monk, Malik Monk. Do you think that that the Pistons would do that though? Yeah, I think Malik Monk. Say Malik Monk, Dwayne Bacon, Marvin Williams, and like a second round pick. Mm, that's a lot of that's a lot of moving parts. Gabe, you got an idea? I I would go Andre Drummond and Reggie Jackson. And I would do what you said, Malik Monk. Not Andre Drummond straight up for Malik Monk, Dwayne Bacon. All right, this is my final one. This is my final one. Andre Drummond and Reggie Jackson, Malik Monk, Dwayne Bacon, and I would throw Terry Rozier in there. I I don't think they would do Terry Rozier just because he has a large contract. That is true. For mine, I'm going to go with – I'm about to sneeze. Bless no, I'm you. not. So, so I told you to go your sneezes before we started recording. <laughs> so for me, I'm gonna go with Andre Drummond for Cody Zeller because I don't think Cody Zeller is gonna be needed anymore. I'm going Malik Monk like you, and I'm gonna go with Marvin Williams. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right, next one. So we're it, all saying Malik Monk. Malik Monk because Malik Monk right now isn't being used. You I don't think I mean? he's being used correctly. Yeah, like how he could be. Yeah, because. But I thought Malik Monk was going to be a starter. Like, pretty much what Devontae Graham is doing, Malik Monk should have been doing. Pretty much. Yeah. He's scoring. (laughs) Basically, he's scoring. Yeah, true. Malik Monk. Dude, Malik Monk, I mean, Devontae Graham's been balling this season. It's like he joined, like, five other people for, like, it was either, like, 20 points in Tennessee or, like, 25 points in Tennessee. It was, like – in the company was like stupid. It was like yeah. Luca, James Harden, and like 
five, like four other like all stars, and then you got Dwayne or uh, Dwayne uh, Devontae Graham, Devontae yeah. Graham in there, and it's like, dude, that's wild. Pretty much, yeah, it is. Um, what's another one that you think would trade, be a good one? Kevin Love, the last out of the big three from Cleveland. Kyrie's gone. LeBron James is gone. Kyrie's been on two different teams now. Um, Kevin Love, they're thinking about moving him along with Tristan Thompson. Trade packages. I think. Well, before, who are kind of the big names that were, that are kind of in the conversation for who should I get? I mean, there's not any lead runners. So, kind of like a, a educated guess type thing. My educated guess, um, me and Buddy were talking about this earlier this week. Mm, I, yeah. I, my, my educated guess, I think the Timberwolves, I think yeah. they need to. I think the Timberwolves need to get rid of Andrew Wiggins because first, I think that contract was a huge mistake. I think that the Cleveland Cavaliers would take it graciously. Um, and I, I think Kevin Love and Cat will be the best shooting uh, front court team in the NBA. Like, I just think – so I would do straight up – I would do straight up um, Andrew Wiggins – and a first round pick later in later way later down the road uh, for Kevin Love. Only the only reason why I'm giving that first round pick is you have to give something to the Cavaliers for taking that huge contract. You yeah. can't just give the contract to somebody. You think a second round pick is too? It's not. It's kind of not enough. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Gabe. Who do you think? Where do you think Kevin Love would go? And who do you think they should trade for him? Um. I, I also agree with the Timberwolves and Andrew Wiggins. Um, I think they'll throw in um, – they still have Taj Gibson over there? They do have Taj Gibson I think they th- they would throw uh, Taj Gibson in there. Get him out the way? Yeah, mm-hmm. just uh, free up some space. But, yeah, that, that would be a really good move, especially if um, they could get another big-name free agent in the offseason. And that could be that could be – Bada boom, bada bang, you know, compete for a championship. The Timberwolves, yeah. Yeah, so, so I mean, if if they could get that done, that would be that would be really good for them. But yeah, I I, I could see the Timberwolves. So I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I don't know basketball like that. So this could be an outlandish trade and it's bad. And you can tell me that. But I'm going with the Kevin Love gets sent to the Phoenix Suns for DeAndre Aiden. Straight up. Oh, actually, no, it's not straight up. Kevin Love and a second round pick for DeAndre Aiden. See, I I see I think it can work. Only though I think the Suns are really, really, really fixed on having DeAndre Aiden and Devin Booker together. I don't think they're gonna break them up. And I think that would be pretty cool because the Suns are kind of turning into like this flashy like shooting team, and I think and they're kind of running, they're moving around, and like DeAndre Aiden does slow them down, but I think DeAndre Aiden, he's talking about first overall pick for Kep, for K Love. I don't know about that one, but I do like it. I like I like I like your creative creativity, creativity. Yeah, because I don't know basketball that well, so I'm just going off the cuff. It's all right, fellow, what do you think? Oh, Kevin Love for uh, DeAndre Ayton. And uh, yeah. T.J. second round pick, yeah. Yeah. Um, the only way I could see that working is if it was like Kevin Love straight up for plus K 
Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson for like DeAndre Ayton in a pick. Yeah. That's I could. That's the only way I could see that. I honestly didn't know Tristan Thompson one played in the <laughs> NBA still, and two was even semi decent because like it was like two years ago, three years ago, where like people were always like ragging on him of like the Kardashian curse and everything. Yeah, like, like going that. against him. He's he's dating the Kardashian. He was getting LeBron James was stealing rebounds from him and Steph, calling him sorry. Steph averaged more rebounds than him in, in the NBA finals. finals. Yo, that's tough. Adam, what's, what's another one that you think would be a good one? Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. Drew. The Pelicans are, are looking for trade offers for him. Um, What do you think? Where do you think, Drew? Where do you see Drew going? Okay, I see Drew going. Hmm. Honestly... This is just because I'm sort of biased and I want this p- certain player to do well and have a good team. I would like to see Drew Holiday for Reggie Jackson and Luke Kennard. Mm. You and Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson <laughs> should not be. Reggie Jackson sucks. He's kind of in the way of true, like Derrick Rose and stuff. He needs to not be on the Pistons anymore. But I, I, I think a lineup with Derrick Rose and Drew Holiday, like Drew Derrick Rose's defense, isn't like. You know all that, but he's not. He's just like an average defender. He's not helpless like Steph. You can't. He's not exposed. So I think that'll be a good uh, backcourt. Plus uh, Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin. I think that'll be a really solid. That would be pretty nasty. Yeah, I think that'll be solid. So yeah, Pistons. Mark, what you got? No, you don't got anything. I want you to go so I can think a little more. Oh, I, I was thinking a little more too. Drew Holiday. I like Drew Holiday a lot. Um. I like Drew Holiday. He's he's a great defender. I think he can definitely average 18, 19 a game probably. I really, really liked him with – I don't like the Pelicans trying to go so young with J.J. Redick on the team. He's, I think J.J. Redick will probably be the oldest. I think they need some other some other veterans on the team. But mm-hmm. um, I think Drew – honestly, I think Drew should have went with AD to the Lakers. Um, but I heard that Montrez Harrell might not come back to the Clippers next. This so I say trade him. I say trade Montrez Harrell for Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. That would make that would make the Clippers the most unstoppable defensive team with Drew Holiday, Patrick Beverly, um, Kawhi, and Paul George. We're talking about like we're talking about four top twenty defensive players in the league. Plus, who I think is the biggest weapon, like, off of the bench, probably in NBA history, Lou Williams. Yeah, Lou Williams coming off the uh, – he doesn't play defense, really. But yeah. he, him coming off the bench, I think that would be ridiculously crazy, bro. Um, also, I don't see how it would work. I don't see any pieces the Mavericks would give. But if the Mavericks could get Drew, Drew Holiday – and get another piece with Luca and um, Luca and KP mm-hmm. and Steph. I think that'd be that pretty good. Pretty good. So those are my two picks. What about you, Jacob Mella? All right, I'm gonna go with, and I have no reasoning of whether this is good or not, but <laughs> I'm going with in my trade machine. Drew Holiday go to the Lakers for Rajon Rondo, Javel McGee, and Devonte Cook. I don't know who Devontae Cook is. <laughs> <laughs> I but thought hey. he was like one of the like 
up and coming stars. But they use they usually like just throw in the. Uh, oh, you mean um, what's his name? The dude was on the Warriors. Uh, Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook. That's Quinn Cook. Yeah. Dang <laughs> yeah. It. Uh, that would be that would give the Pelicans shooting. That would give them um a big man. They already they already have a big man, so Javel McGee would kind of be, you know, just in the way. But I, I think that the Lakers would need it. And I was gonna go. My second option was gonna be Drew Holiday for Dwayne Danny Green straight up. For Danny Green. Yeah. Or like, yeah, I don't. I'm not good with these things. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, Danny Green would probably fit better with the Pelicans now than Drew Holiday does. You think so? Well, I think I think eight. I don't. I don't don't think that works now because only because LeBron James. LeBron James needs shooters. Like even though like the pick and roll and him passing to AD has been working a lot, LeBron James is going to always go back to he needs to drive and pass it. But I think that you don't, like, what we can't underestimate is, like, A.D. and Drew Holiday were, like, it in New Orleans. And so, like, that chemistry, I feel like getting him involved in the offense would even make A.D. better than LeBron, and he already is right now. But I think – as much as I want it to happen, I just don't see Drew Holiday going to the Lakers. They already have a point guard in LeBron James. They already have a good defense to play. They're, they're playing great defense right now. So, I just don't see it happening. Only thing I could see is Kyle Kuzma for him. If they want to reunite, like, you know, Kyle Kuzma, uh, B.I., and Lonzo, and Josh Hart. But, yeah, I don't see it happening. Now, do you have, do you have anything else to add, Gabe? No, I mean, but yet yeah. – the only way I could see Drew Holiday going to the um, Lakers probably be Kyle Kuzma and JaVale McGee. Mm-hmm. Kyle yeah. Kuzma and JaVale McGee. Okay. I I honestly didn't, until I was looking up stats on him, I didn't know how good Drew Holiday was. Yeah. I thought Drew Holiday was like a bro. good a good starting point guard, but like not anything to write home about. No, he's a former star, man. He... he uh, I think I don't know. I'm gonna check my sources or whatever like that. My sources, um, my guy. But I think like Drew Holiday, a couple seasons, like, maybe. Ooh, I think it might be way back some, way way back some. Like, but I think Drew Holiday left the NBA because his wife had brain cancer and he. Yeah, was, he did. Yeah, okay, that's the thing. That, so I mean, I think that took a couple like you know missing a year of not playing something. Yeah. Well, of course, he probably was playing stuff, but, like, you know, probably wasn't against the competition. Like, Antonio Brown right now, he's playing against people. I don't know and who Pick against. up football games. Yeah. <laughs> the YouTuber. They're, they're in pads and stuff. I don't know who he's playing against, but. Now, now this is, so, 20, 2019, and the decade is coming to an end. Yes. So, I have two questions for you. First, who is one person that you think has owned the 2010s. Who do you think is one person in which has shown the brightest out of the 2010s, the decade? Shown the brightest. I mean, I have my guy already. Yeah, who's your guy? The player took it, but I think I think LeBron James, bro. Like, LeBron James is just 
three three NBA Finals, three NBA Finals MVPs. He's been on three teams. He's won. He's winning with three teams. Well, he hasn't won with three teams, but I think he's going to win with this Lakers team pretty soon. Um, he's been he's been really balling. All he's been going around and stuff, and um, he's just he's he's making a great com. He's making a great how you, great argument, a great case why he should be the goat. All with it from twenty ten to to twenty nineteen. And I think if he's not number one, he's a very, very close number two to the Michael Jordan. So but. I'm going. So I think that I think yours is a good argument. Um, I'm going with the the person in which I felt like dominated the second half of the twenty the the decade, and I'm going with the babyface assassin Steph. Baby, the babyface assassin. Oh yeah, and Steph? and I think that that's mainly just because like to me he's he perfected his shot and became one of the best shooters of all time two-time MVP um, three three yeah unanimous MVP um, three-time NBA champion three yeah yeah three and like to me he just he went from the beginning of 2010 of kind of just like being a good player to by 2014, 2015, 2016, being one of the best of all time in shooting aspect, at least. Who do you think? Who do you got? Uh, let me, I just want to tag team your Stephen Curry. One thing about Stephen Curry that he's done that people don't really like know. If you ever just go, if you ever just go watch basketball, like like a pickup game basketball or high school or middle school basketball, Steph Curry has changed the game for sure. Everyone thinks they can shoot a three now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we haven't – And just, like, hawking up threes. It, like, from distance. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what happened to trying to dunk on people? Like, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. What happened to the post games? Like, people, what happened to trying to get the, the easier shot, two-point shot? Like, people are one to three, and that, I think that's all because of Steph. All right, who do you got, Gabe? So, this one is going to be very <clears throat> arguable. This one, well, maybe, I don't know. This one's going to be controversial. I'm going to go with Kevin Durant. Okay, I thought, I thought he was going Derrick Tom Rose. Brady. Oh, I thought he was going to say Derrick Rose. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I, I say Kevin Durant because he's, throughout this decade, he's a four-time uh, scoring champ. In the NBA, I think he three or four times. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'll look it up later. Oh well, but he's pretty much spent his whole career being in second place. He had a like this quote saying like I've always been second. I was second in the draft. I've been second in MVP voting and all that stuff. And even though he was on the Golden State Warriors, he finally accomplished his goal and was number one. He was considered number one in the NBA. He was the champion, and he finally accomplished his goal of finally being at the top. So I think that narrative is just good, and I think that's why. The yeah, narrative was, is good. You said, <laughs> you said he was number one? Yes. In the NBA? Yes. You say he's number one in the NBA? I think Kevin Durant. Okay, we are If not he had not gotten this. hurt, would be the best player in the NBA right now. Over LeBron James? Yes. LeBron James is not the number one person in the NBA right now. 
He's not. No, because I think he's averaging twenty six and uh, I believe eleven. Oh, okay. Okay, we're not starting this because I don't know enough and, bas- and, basketball. And one more thing, one more thing. Um, at at year seventeen, didn't LeBron James averages wasn't his better than Kevin Durant's? Kevin Durant's not in year seventeen yet. Exactly. Exactly. So how can you? So LeBron James, way older than Kevin Durant, averages last year was way better than Kevin Durant. Uh, gentlemen, so gentlemen, we need to be not, civilized. Call him so which one. LeBron would you say is better, 2013 LeBron or this year LeBron? Because 2013 LeBron was at 26, seven and seven. I think this year LeBron because he can shoot the three and he passed the ball. So you think this year LeBron is better than 2013's so, LeBron? Yes. I, Kevin and 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 then, uh, and that's a hot po- take actually. And back to your point, Kevin Durant ain't never gonna be better than LeBron. You know why? Because he's not good at defense. He's not better than LeBron at defense. He's not better than LeBron at passing the ball. He's not better than LeBron, LeBron at leadership. Is he? No. Thank you very much. Just go on, take up to your second question, please. Thank you. All right, we're we're gonna move on. Wow. So you, you cannot. Set, you do not want that argument. You no, really I want that argument. Right, I man, want that argument. Right, no. May, maybe, maybe later. But we get, we gotta we gotta get to the next Kevin question. Durant, number one so, player in the NBA. What? So I'm going. So the second question I want you to go with, and Gabe, I'll start with you. What is your defining moment of the 2010s of the decade? October 31st, 2018. Derrick Rose scores 50 points. Heck no. No, <laughs> no. But he, no, you said no. you wasn't going to say it, and you said it. <laughs> Dude, like, name name anybody who hates Derrick Rose. Nobody, for one. Yeah, nobody hates Derrick Rose, bro. And when Derrick Rose came into the league and did what he did, people were saying he's going to go down as the greatest point guard of all time because we never seen any point guard like that. The closest thing we saw to Derrick Rose before Derrick Rose was probably Penny Hardaway. So he was doing what nobody I've else did. I've never actually heard that comparison. And that's the most accurate comparison I've ever heard. Yeah. That's pretty – yeah, I'm that. Sorry. And he had it stripped away from injuries, but he came back and showed that he still belongs in the NBA – so I just think that in itself and the story behind that is just a big moment in sports. I'll go next, Adam. Yeah. So uh, I'm what? Yeah, so go. I'm gonna go with, and not many people talk about it, but it is one of the greatest comebacks in Major League Baseball history. Of Game Six of the 2011 World Series, where the Cardinals were down three games to two in the ninth inning, mm. and they were down by three. Bases loaded, David Freeze walks up and hits not a grand slam. He hits a triple to tie the game. And then two innings later, down by one, he hits a two-run walk-off home run to send them in game seven. And later on that next day or two days, the Cardinals beat the Texans in that World Series. And it is one of the greatest comebacks of all time. Also, if you look at it, literally – the guy who was in right field, he it literally he tried to make a like superstar catch, mm-hmm. but if he would have just let it hit the fence, mm-hmm. it would have only been two runs scored, and you were you were literally one strike away. Yeah, it was an 0-2 count, two outs in the inning, bottom of the ninth, like you're one strike away 
from a World Series championship. And then David Freeze hits a triple to tie the game, and then two innings later hits a hits a walk-off home run. Unbelievable. But, Adam, who's yours? That was an unbelievable uh, World Series, dog. You missed the – I just um, – My moment – my moment, um, second greatest moment behind, you know, America winning the World War Two. Back uh, to back World War back, Champs. Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. February seventh, two thousand ten. Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. And his dad gum kid. Don't interrupt, sir. Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints defeat the almighty Payne Manning and his Indianapolis Colts. Thirty one seventeen. And, yeah, that's, I mean, just one of the greatest second halves a quarterback can play. Oh, excuse me, folks. And an interception by Tracy by Tracy Porter to make it 31-17, the dagger. And that's just, that was a great moment, only because New Orleans was still, New Orleans was still, you know, recovering from Katrina and – she did them dirty. And, like, it was just great. And Drew Brees with the arm. He burned his arm and coming back and being on the top of the mountain. It was just a very sweet moment. And I think that's the greatest moment of 2010s. All right. Well, I think that we should round this one out. So, Gabe, what is your pickup line? Here, I, I you know what? I actually got a pickup line. Since everybody's been tweeting me since I said, hey, yo, ma, hey, big mama, <laughs> let me take you out to drinks. <laughs> Everybody. E- Hell, even Donald Trump texted me the other day, and I was like, he was like, that was a good one. And I was like, yeah, you know, you know. Donald Trump, I said, ain't tweeted you. He talked, he, he worried about getting impeached. True, true. That's a whole different story. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with the old one, but a good one. What? Are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only ten. All right, folks. Well, that's been the end of our tackle. Uh, <laughs> that's very old, and I don't think it works. No, I don't think it works either. But that that was the only one that I could think of at this point. But folks, we are actually taking a break next week. We will not have a next week episode. But have a good holidays. Have a good Christmas. And me and Gabe and Adam are going to be back for New Year's Eve. So, stay tuned. Have a good holiday. Have a merry, merry, merry Christmas. We should sing a carol, guys. Just sing a carol for them. Come on. Oh, the bells, sweet silver bells, all <laughs> seem to say, don't beat the day. Christmas is here, binging a dear to young and old. look a lot bum, like <laughs> Everywhere we go. Joy to the world. The, the Lord, Lord is coming. Hold on. We so we'll we'll actually end it in a second. But what is your Mount Rushmore of Christmas songs? Let's just pick the one song. No, I'm going with Joy <laughs> to the World. I'm going Mary Did You Know. I'm going with Christmas Shoes, classic. People forget about it. And then I'm going Joel, Joel, Joel. All right, all right, calm oh down, brother. You had to sing it. Just all right, what? It, all right. It. Uh, Gabe, what's yours? I'm going uh, Jingle Bells, O Come O Come Emmanuel, mm. We Three Kings, Ooh. and um, uh, oh, I had on my Silent Night. All right, oh, good yeah. bangers. Go I out. have a lot of 
Same thing, guys. Sorry. I'm going to let Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Snowman. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. Um, um, Silent Night. Not regular Silent Night. Silent Night by The Temptations. It's a whole mm. different thing. Silent. We have to listen to it later. Um, <laughs> um, it's the little drummer boy, whatever that that's song. a good Is one. Is that a Christmas song? Yes, that's my song too. Um, and then Joy to the World. I just love Joy to the World. Joy to the World. The right. Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every art prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven, heaven, and nature sings. All right, all right, guys, have a good one. Y'all have a good, y'all have a good Christmas. We'll see you on New Year's Eve.